Learning in progress. Okay, today's today's learning is Lezecha Nishmas. Ramosha Ber Nachman Alevi, Yaakov Ben Shargo Five Alevi, Sar Levi Shmuel Tzviach, Hamem Pesach Zvarius Meshuv, Avram Ben Rabbar. Okay, so Rabbi Daf Lamet Tesamet Aleph. We're on the top of the Amid. We are seven lines into the page. Amle Levi Lishmuel. What this is referring to is we had yesterday, we had yesterday the discussion of what's Aser outside of Eretz Yisrael. So we said a Mishnah. The Mishnah said in Arla, Chadash is Aser outside of Eretz Yisrael Dei Raisa. Arla is outside Eretz Yisrael Aser Halacha, which we said is probably Halacha Moshe Masinai. And Klayim is outside of Eretz Yisrael Rabbinic. So we said, and then we quoted another Mishnah that because Klayim is only Rabbinic, basically you could just pluck Klayim as long as you don't do it yourself, you can get a guy. The Isser of Klaim outside of Eretz Yisrael is that it can't be planted and it can't be plucked, but you could eat it. Okay. Now the Gemara says like this, Amr Levi Lishmuel. Levi told Shmuel, Aryoich. Aryoich was a nickname for him. Sapik Levana Echel. Take some Arla. Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael, we said Safik is Mota. This is a tremendous Chiddush. And it's a big shadow of Shimon Shkaf. There's a whole Arichas to understand exactly how this works. I'll this, but I'll go Pashup Shat. Safik Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael is Mota. Levi told Shmuel, go take some potential Arla. Not potential Arla, I don't know. You bring me food, don't tell me what it is, and it's motor. Meaning, you're allowed to br- make a Suffolk Arla and give it to another Jew. It's Mamash motor. Meaning, the Halacha Moshimah that's Mekel, with Suffolk Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael, is Mekel even if a Jew actively makes it a Suffolk, as long as I don't know about it. And it's not a problem with Nevir, which is a tremendous Chiddush. Okay, Rav Avia and Rav Archanan Rav Avia and Rav Archana would do the same thing. They would each basically just go into each other's cupboards, take food out of a potential arla, potential not arla. Just don't tell the other body, and the other person says, "Oh, it's a sapik arla, it's mutter." Okay, it's a tremendous chiddush that this is allowed, but that's that's the The Gemara says, "Amri Kharife de Pumpadisa." The Kharife of Pumpadisa said the following: "Ein arla b'chutzlarz." You see, till now we said yesterday in the Mishnah. That outside of Eretz Yisrael, Arla is Aser Mitzad Halacha, I mean Halacha Mosh Masina. So maybe Suffolk Arla, we're going to see, it could be Mutter. But they took it a further. They said there is no Arla outside of Israel. Not, not that it's Aser Halacha Mosh Masina, not a Suffolk. Mamish Mutter. There's no Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael. You're allowed to eat fruit within the first three years. So says the Gemara, Shalcha Rav Yehuda Kamja Rav Yechon. Rav Yehuda sent the following question to Rav Yechonon. Basically, how do we pass him? So Shalach he sent him Stoim Sveka. Basically, this is how we pass him. He does not believe in this, that there's no Arla outside of Israel. He does not believe in that. Stoim Sveka, rather, if you have a Suffolk Arla, although Suffolk Arla is Mutter, as we just got finished saying with Levi and Shmuel, that they would swap with each other. Suffolk Arla is Mutter, but he says, if you have Suffolk Arla, Stoim, do not tell people that Suffolk Arla is Mutter, meaning close it up. The heter of Suffolk Arla, don't tell anybody. Because he did not feel, basically, Rabbi Yochanan felt that people were taking advantage of Arla, so he said, this concept that Suffolk Arla outside of Israel is motor, close it up, meaning don't tell anybody that. And, va'avid vada, and if you have vade Arla, you obviously have to get rid of it, meaning we do not paskin like the Pumpadisa that there's no Arla outside of Israel. V'chala oimer, ain Arla v'chutzlaitz. And anyone who says there's no such thing as Arla outside of Israel, they should not have a child or a grandchild that has a portion in the Kalashem. Very, very stark lashem. 
Okay, says the Gemara. Now, so Pumpadisa felt there is no Arla outside of Israel. Who, who, where are they getting that from? It's not the Mishnah we quoted yesterday. We said yesterday outside of Israel, Salach Moshe Messina. So, what are they getting it from? Ve'inu Keman Svaru. Who do they follow? Kihadatanya, they follow the following Braisa. Ravalazab, Ravyaisi, Amrisham, Ravyaisi, Medur Maska, Shamrisham, Ravyaisi, Agli, Shamrisham, Ravyaisi, Medur, Shamrisham, Ravalazar Gadol, Ain Arla Bachutzlaris. Ravalazar Gadol was the one who said there is no Arla outside of Israel. Now, here's the Kasha. We said in the Mishnah a few days ago, the Tanakama said he was listing all the halachas of things that only apply in Israel or outside of Israel. And the Russian of the Mishnah was everything applies only in Israel if it's land based. Chutzmina Arla, which applies outside of Israel. Uklayim. Revelezer says Af Chadash. Revelezer says even Chadash. Now you're telling me that Revelezer holds Af Chadash. Yeah? What's going on? Yeah, but here's the Kasha. The Kasha is like this. We're saying right now that Rav Liezer holds there is no Arla outside of Israel. But the Mishnah said there is Arla, and Rav Liezer said even Chadash applies. Meaning, Rav Liezer says, I agree with you there's Arla outside of Israel. I'm adding to what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing, I'm adding to what you're saying. So how could you say that Rav Liezer holds there's no Arla outside of Israel? The Mishnah definitely implies that he feels there is Arla. So the Gemara says, the answer is Tani Chadash. Change the gears of the Mishnah. Rav Eliezer is not adding to the Tanakhama. He's completely disagreeing with the Tanakhama. The Tanakhama said that Arla applies outside of Israel. He didn't say even Chadash. He's saying Chadash applies outside of Israel. I don't agree with what you said. I'm telling you Chadash. I'm not getting involved with Arla. Rav Eliezer Taka himself holds there is no Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael. Okay. A couple more Maisim, just a flow of the daf. And then when we get to the next mission, the next Ahmed, there's a, a Mishnah and it's all a Gadot. So it shouldn't take too long. The Gemara says, Am Rav Yossi, Am Rav Yochanan. Arla b'chutz l'aretz, halacha l'moshe mesina. The concept of Arla outside of Israel is halacha l'moshe mesina. Okay. Am Rav Rav Zeil Rav Asi. Now generally, halacha l'moshe mesina has a biblical strength. If something is halacha l'moshe mesina, that means it's deraisa. Now, if you tell me that Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael is halacha l'moshe mesina, which means deraisa, it should be Suffolk Arla outside of Israel, should be Aser. Because Suffolk Allah Moshe Messinai is generally Aser. Here's the problem. We just got finished saying that if it's outside of Israel, Suffolk Arla is Mutter. So how could you tell me Arla outside of Israel is Allah Moshe Messinai? Then why is Suffolk Arla Mutter? It should be Suffolk Doraisa, Suffolk Allah Moshe Messinai, So it's a good Kasha. Ravasi was sitting there for a minute. He was uh, a little bit quiet. He was caught off guard. And then he said, What's Halacha Moshe Messina? Halacha Moshe Messina, yes, has the status of biblical concept. What's Halacha Moshe Messina? It means this is what Hashem told Moshe. So what Hashem told Moshe is, Suffolk Mutter. I mean, that, that's the answer. Outside of Israel, it's Halacha Moshe Messina. Aye, so if it's a doubt, why are we, why are we lenient? That's what Hashem told Moshe. Meaning, Hashem told Moshe, outside of Israel, it's halacha Moshe Messinai, but Suffolk outside of Israel is mutter. That's what you have to say. Okay, fine. You get lashes for doing climb outside of Israel. If anyone mixed spe- uh, species outside of Israel, you get lashes. Meaning, it's Doraisa. Okay. Didn't we just got finished saying that climb outside of Israel is rabbinic? So you said that it's lashes, which is biblical. I thought it's rabbinic. So is it rabbinic or biblical? The answer is there are different forms of climb. Climb comes in different forms. There's mixed breeds, mixed species. Let's go with climb of vegetation. One way is you take different species and plant them together. That's rabbinic outside of Israel. What's biblical outside of Israel is if you take grafting. Grafting means you take a branch from one tree, 
You take a branch from an apple tree and put it into an orange tree. That's Aser Deraisa. So outside of Israel, not all Klayim is Aser Deraisa. Klayim of planting seeds is rabbinic. Klayim of grafting onto trees is biblical. Why would this be? It's a Kazeris HaKasim. How do I know this? The Gemara says, Loi Kasha, Kan Baklai Akerem, Kan Bar Kovas Ilan. There's a difference between cross, a Klayim of, of cross-breeding uh, seeds, which is rabbinic, and grafting one species of tree to another tree. Grafting basically is you just make a hole in a tree, you take a branch from another tree, and you sort of glue it together, it'll start growing. And you could have multiple species on one tree. That is Deraisa. Now how do I know that's Deraisa? Because the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says to, um, uh, in Vayikra, it says, Kiddush Shmuel, Damer Shmuel, as Chukaisai Tishmeru, the Pasuk says, you should keep my laws, not to have uh, shatnes and not to have climb. Chukim shechachakti lokvar. First of all, as chukaisai tishmaru, normally it says tishmar as chukim. Chukaisai tishmaru is a funny lotion. It means these laws existed even before uh, before the Jewish people existed. Uh, Klayim was one of the mitzvahs that were given. I mean, it's not one of the shavuot mitzvahs in Noach, but it was one of the things that Noach had already accepted upon himself. Okay, now I mentioned before that there's a difference between Klayim. Spe- seeds outside of Israel is rabbinic. Grafting is biblical. What's the what's the source for this? Because the pasuk says, "Behem you shall not mate your animal with another animal." Okay, sod and don't don't do climb of vegetation. The pasuk is equating mating one animal with another and vegetation. Now, mating one animal with another is closer to grafting. Right? You take one animal, you mate it with another animal, that's more similar to a form of grafting than planting seeds. Right? Because planting seeds is not, I mean, it's just different species next to each other. One animal mating with the other animal is more conceptually comparable to grafting one tree onto another. Even in Misa, it's more similar to what's going on. So the Pasuk is equating animal mixed breeding to climb, but specifically grafting. Just like animal type of mixing is also outside of Israel, deraisa, so to grafting outside of Israel is also deraisa. That's the problem. We're comparing the type of climb that's also deraisa is similar to the climb of an animal, and it makes sense that what's more comparable by climb, uh, comparable to climb of an animal is grafting more so than planting seeds. The Gemara says like this, just like by an animal, it's sort of like grafting. It's bringing one animal mating onto another. So to the Pasuk is, is talking about grafting. And what does the Pasuk mean? And just like mixed species of an animal, mating, cross-mating, is usher both in Israel and outside of Israel. So to grafting is usher both in Israel and outside of Israel. So wait a minute. So if it's also outside of Israel, why does it say Sadcha? Sadcha means your field, meaning in Israel, your Eretz Yisrael. That's referring to seeds. So the Pasuk compares it to grafting of an animal, which is also outside of Israel, but it says Sadcha, which is implied Dafka in Israel. What's the answer? If it's like an animal, which is grafting, it's also outside of Israel. If it's not like an animal, so it's planting seeds, that's Mutter outside of Israel. That's... That's Durabonan outside of Israel. Okay. Fine. The Gemara says like this a couple more Maisim. Rav Hanan, Rav Anon, Habeshakli, Vaziburcha. Rav Hanan and Rav Anon were traveling outside of Israel. He saw there was a certain person who was planting different species together of seeds. Okay. So Amarlei, Nesi Manashamte, we should put him in excommunication because he's, he's doing the rabbinic prohibition 
of crossbreeding uh, seeds of 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 climb. So he says, you obviously don't know the halachas, meaning mixing outside of Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to mix seeds outside of Israel. I guess what's Aser is mixing seeds with a, with a, with a grapevine type seeds, but just taking two different seeds next to each other, he felt is not an Isser of Klaim outside of Israel, and he says it's completely motor. Okay. Again, I, I guess this type of, I guess, I, I, you know, exactly what the case was, but I guess it, he thought it was Klaim, and he was saying that that's mutter. so that the, you're being machmer, that's completely mutter. Okay, another story. Then they saw another man. Oh, so now he was planting wheat and barley by a grapevine. Now, the Gemara always understands that cross-breeding, mix, uh, what do you call it, Sh- klayim, yeah, I'll just use the word klayim, with a grapevine is more usher than without a grapevine, right? He got finished planting, let's say he plants wheat and barley next to each other. He said, that's fine, that's motor. But now he takes wheat and barley and he plants it by a grapevine. Oh, so now it's also. So he says to him, Amrle Nasi Minashamte. He says, We should put him in excommunication. Amrle Light Sira. He says, You obviously don't know the halachas of Klein. Meaning, Loy Kaimelan Karavyoshia Damrachi Yizra Chitu Sayyidu Vichaitz and Pilus Yad. Basically, he's saying like this What's also outside of Israel is like Ravoshia. Ravoshia holds that what's also outside of Israel is you take wheat, barley, and grape seeds and plant it together. Meaning, if I take wheat and barley and I plant it by an already grown grapevine, that is not usher outside of Israel. What's usher is to take wheat, barley, and a grape seed and plant it all together. So you're planting the vineyard with other species together. That's what's usher outside of Israel. What this person is doing, there's already a grapevine there. He just wants to plant a piece of wheat and a piece of barley. That's not usher outside of Israel. Okay. Rav Yosef Mariv Bizruni Vizara, Rav Yosef would mix seeds of two different species and sow them in a field. He mixed them together. I thought it's rabbinically forbidden to do that outside of Israel. He said the answer is it's only also outside of Israel if you plant it by a vineyard. Meaning, if you just take wheat and barley outside of Israel, that's mutter. If you take wheat, barley, and grape seed outside of Israel, that's also derabana. Why? Because he says like this. In Israel, by the way, let me, let me just clarify. In Israel, it's also to plant any form of species together. If you plant other species by a vineyard in Israel, it's Aser Bahana. So outside of Israel, when Chazal extended it, they only extended it to what's Aser Bahana, meaning in Israel it's all Aser Deraisa. Outside of Israel, they said, we're going to go with the most severe in Israel, that'll be Aser outside of Israel. So Dafka by a vineyard with a grape seed is Aser outside of Israel, but just a couple species together, you want to do wheat and barley, That'll actually be mutter outside of Israel. He sa- explains this. Klaya Karen, when it comes to climb the vineyard, mixed species with, by, with a vineyard, it's a in Israel. It's not just Asadirais, it's Asurbano, Bukhutzar, it's Nami Gazurban. And that when that's when the rabbis made it Nisar outside of Israel. But Klaizroy, but just mixing seeds, mixing seeds without a vineyard, just mixing species, an apple and an orange, where in Israel it's only Asadaraisa, but not Asurbahanah, the rabbis did not extend it to outside of Israel. So okay. So right now we're saying that you're allowed to take um, you're allowed to take different species and plant it outside of Israel as long as there's no vineyard or grapevine involved. You could take an apple and an orange and outside of Israel is fine. Okay. The Gemara says, Hadar Amr Rav Yosef Lav Milsi Then Rav Yosef said, I take, my, I take it back. I retract my statement. Why? The Rav Zara Ginsa Debe Rav Mishari Mishari. When Rav planted different vegetables outside of Israel, he made sure to have different patches. Meaning he had an apple, uh, he had a, apple. 
He had a tomato patch, he had a cucumber patch, he had a pumpkin patch, and he didn't mix them together. Now, if you're telling me it's mutter to mix it outside of Israel, so why is he why is he having different fields? Huh? So the Gemara says, my time Meaning, we're saying right now that as long as there's no grapevine involved, as long as there's no grape seeds involved, you can mix species outside of Israel. The problem is when Rav made his vegetable patches, he was a, a, veg, a farmer, whatever. When he did his vegetable patches, he made sure that the cucumbers had their own field and the tomatoes had their own field and the corn had their own field. He didn't mix them together. Why? It must be because it's also to mix together. So the Gemara says, no. Go to the next page. If he would have mixed the vegetables in the same field but distanced them, I would think you're right. He didn't do that. He had completely different fields. You want to know why? Either because he thought it looked nicer that way or for convenience. Meaning, Rav, when he made his, his backyard, his acres, he had a completely, he had a cucumber field and a tomato field and a corn field. So he said, oh, it must be, you're not allowed to mix it together. He says, if you would have had one field and had them completely separated, like halachically separated, Dalaramas from each other, good proof. The fact that he has completely different fields, definitely you don't need different fields, so why do you have different fields? Either for, because he thought it looked nicer, or for convenience. It's easier if you just have the cucumber field to just go in the cucumbers. But it's, meaning he didn't separate it for halachic purposes, he separated it for uh, aesthetic or practical purposes. But you are allowed to plant seeds outside of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, from here until the end of the Amid is a um, is a gadita. So it shouldn't take too long. Very nice. Anyone who does one mitzvah. Now the way the Mishnah reads, it sounds like just one mitzvah. We're going into Yom Kippur. Even if I just have one mitzvah, you'll get reward in in uh, in the next world. You'll get in, world, in this world. You get long life. You'll inherit. Uh, You'll inherit the world to come, meaning you'll get good in this world and the next world, just for one mitzvah. Okay? But if you don't do one mitzvah, Now it sounds like from the Mishnah that just doing one mitzvah gets you both good in this world and the next. That's not true. We say it every morning. These are the mitzvahs that you get in this world and the next world. And it's So it's not just any mitzvah. I thought it has to be those mitzvahs. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Remini, you're telling me just one mitzvah does it. How could that be? The Mishnah says, These are the things that you get good in this world, but you get in the next world also. So it's not just one mitzvah, it's got to be those mitzvahs. So the Gemara says, you know, what, you know what the Mishnah means? The Mishnah does not just mean doing a mitzvah. Doing one mitzvah is not going to get you that. It means if you're, you did a, you're 50-50, yeah? you're going on your judgment on Yom Kippur and you have 50 mitzvahs and 50 averis, so you're equal, and you do one mitzvah to tip the scales, then you'll get good stuff. So when the Mishnah says you'll get good reward for one mitzvah, it doesn't just mean one mitzvah. If you have 100 averis on one mitzvah, you're not going to get a good reward. It means if it's 50-50 and the one mitzvah tips the scales, then you'll get oil Oh. So wait a minute. So you're telling me that the only time you get good in this world and the next world is... If it tips the scales, so what does that Mishnah mean when it says Kivravei Machnasasarachim Havasham Manchavero? So what's so what's special about those? Every mitzvah will get you if you tip the scales. Basically, it's like this: if you have less mitzvahs than averis, you're not going to get good. If you have more mitzvahs than averis, you are going to get good. 
So what's so special about these? They're like, oh, these are so chashim. So the Gemara says, The answer is, What it means is, if you're 50-50, normally 50-50, you're not going to get good, right? Because 50-50 is equal, it's a stalemate. But if one of the 50 mitzvahs that you did is one of those, they will naturally strengthen themselves and tip the scales. So normally to tip the scales, you need one more. But if you have 50-50, but one of those 50-50s, that'll tip the scales for you. Okay. You're telling me that if I have more mitzvahs than Averis, I get good I get good in this world? That's not true. Right? We know that's not true. Or many anyone who has more mitzvahs than Averis, Marianlo, you get suffering in this world, right? Isn't the whole thing that we want you to suffer in this world so you get just Olam Haba? So you tell me if I do more good than bad, I'll get good in this world. It's not true, it's the opposite. We, we make you suffer so that you get all your schusim in, in the next world. And we sort of, they sort of put you, they punish you like a, like a burning sefer So So the question is, how can it be good? I thought you get bad in this world. Similarly, and you're implying that if you do more averis than, than mitzvahs, you get good in this world, that you, then you get good. That, that's not true either. I'm sorry, that you're rewarded in in this world, the right? If you do bad, you get good in this world. If you do good, then you get bad in this world. That's generally the way it works. So how do you explain this to some rabbi? When the Mishnah says that you get rewarded with good, the Mishnah never says just means you get good. Good doesn't mean good to you. Good means that Hashem will make sure it's good for you, meaning you'll have suffering. And you'll get good in the next world. That's in the mission means. And if it says bad, bad means bad in the next world, which is good in this world. That's in the mission means. That's the first pshat. There's another alternative. Rava Omar, Hamani Rav Yaakovi, Another answer could be like this. Maybe perhaps go with the Pashup shot. When you do more good than bad, you actually get Oilam Haba and Oilam Hazeh. Beautiful. I, the Mishnah says, that make you suffer in this world? The answer is because that Mishnah is following Rav Yaakov. Rav Yaakov's shita is, we never have reward for Olam we never have reward for Taramisus in this world. Meaning our Mishnah says that you get good in the next world, in this world. Rav Yaakov disagrees. Rav Yaakov says there's no such thing as good in this world. There's no reward for Mrs. in this world. It's only next world. And he says like this, Ditanya. By the way, that means that according to Rav Yaakov, whenever a mitzvah says reward, it means next world. It doesn't mean this world. Right? When you do a mitzvah, you, 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 the way you read that is good in this world and the next world. He says, no, no, no. Next world. The Tanya, Rav Yaakov says, I'll prove it to you. That every mitzvah that has the reward in the Torah itself, it's all totally in, in the next world. Meaning, anytime there's a reward in the Torah for a mitzvah, it does not mean in this world. He says, I'll prove it to you. Kibar of Aim, what's the mitzvah? What's the reward? Man Yerichun Yomim. What's the mitzvah for sending away the mother bird? Rav Yaakov said, I saw this with my own eyes. I saw a father tell a son, climb up to the tower, get me a bird, meaning, so he was doing kivar of aim and shluch hakan, and he fell off and he died. Rav Yaakov said, I saw this. So where's the, where's the schar? The answer is, the schar is the next one. That's Rav Yaakov said. Right, 
So if Yaakov says, that's the only way to explain it, because I've seen it. So Gemara says, how do you know whatever took place? I mean, Rav Yaakov seems to be describing this like theoretical situation. What if a guy dies on his way to do uh, Kivravim? It sounds like a Baltruva type of shir. Well, what if? So, Rav Yaakov, so the Gemara says, how do you know whatever happens? We're asking theoreticals. Rav Yaakov says, Rav Yaakov says, I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw someone on their way to do Kivravim and Shluch Khan and they died. So what's the Ayari Chusyam? It's his next world. Dilma says, Yeah, but maybe he, he was thinking about sinning. Meaning, while he's going up to do the mitzvah, he's thinking about eating pork. So the Gemara says a very famous Gemara. Hashem will never punish you for bad thoughts. Meaning, you could think about pork. Hashem will not punish you for wanting to eat pork. So even if he was thinking about pork, it's not going to do anything. Now, there are two exceptions where thinking bad actually is an Avera. And number one is women. You know, how to think about women, it's not like, oh, I'm just thinking. That's the Avera. And also, if a person thinks about going to church, you get punished for thinking. So the Gemara says, maybe on his way to do Shluch HaKan and Kivar he was thinking about going to church. So the Gemara says, that part of Avodah is you're not even allowed to think about doing Avodah So maybe this person, this kid, really, maybe there is a reward in this world. I had that kid die, maybe he was thinking about doing Avodah so the Gemara says, Rav Yaakov responded, Rav Yaakov himself said this, The answer is, if there was a reward in this world, that would have protected him from even thinking about doing Avodah The very fact that he's even thinking about doing Avodah means that all that, meaning the reward of the mitzvah, besides Varichus Yomim, would be not to think about Avodah during the during the mitzvah itself. Interesting. Oh no, he did. He was on his way down. Shulchan Khan, he definitely did. No, keep remembering, he listened to his father. Now the Gemara says, okay. Rav Yaakov made a good point. He died because there's no reward in this world. Isn't there a thing, the old Shluchay Mitzvah, Eina Nizakim? Just as an aside point, have the kid die. Isn't there a concept that if you are on a way to do a mitzvah, you're protected? Forget about, uh, you know, reward. Jistam, Hashem protects those that are doing a mitzvah. So the Gemara says, The answer is, Hasam Bali Chasan Chani. The answer is, that's on your way to do the mitzvah. Once the mitzvah is over, you can get killed. I Meaning, yes, if you're on your only way to do the mitzvah, you won't get killed. But he was already did the mitzvah, he's on his way down. So the Gemara said, wait a minute. No, 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 you're protected both on the way there and on the way back. So how, how, how did he die? What about Shluchim Mitzvah? The answer is, it was a rickety ladder. Shluchim Mitzvah will only protect you. Yeah, yeah, Shluchim Mitzvah will protect you if it's on God. If it's on you, you put yourself in danger, right? A person, there's a shootout, and he runs there to, to put tefillin on, that's not, you're not going to be protected. I shulch him and say, don't put yourself in danger. It was a rickety ladder. The kaviyah hezeka, which it's, it's, uh, it's very, very possible that you'll get hurt. The cholecha, the kaviyah hezeka, and any time that the harm is very, very probable, you can't rely on miracles. When Shmuel was told to anoint David HaMelech as the new king, Shmuel said to Hashem, Shaul's going to kill me. What is he worried about? He's a shluch mitzvah. The answer is, not when it's a legitimate concern. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to worry that the plane is going to crash but, but on your way to do a mitzvah, but, but like I, you put yourself in danger. You're gonna, it's, it's dangerous. Okay. I'm Rabbi Yosef. Now we'll end with this. We know there was a person that went off the derech, the Rebbe of Rameir, his name is Alisha ben Avuya. He went off the derech and he was called Acher. Why did he go off the derech? So according to one opinion, he went off the derech because he saw a kid do Kivra Ve'em and Shluch HaKan and he died. And he said, where is God? 
So the Gemara says, if he had followed Rav Yaakov's opinion that all the reward is for the next world, he wouldn't have uh, gone off the derech. The Gemara says, Rav Yosef, darshi ki Rav Yaakov barbarte, had, had Acher interpreted the Pasuk like Rav Yaakov, like Rav, uh, like Rav Yaakov, that the reward is for the next world, Loichata, he would not have gone off the derech. What is this referring to? Acher Mayhava, what caused Acher to go off the derech? So there's a couple of opinions throughout Shas. These are two of the opinions that caused Acher to go off the derech. Ikadami Kaigabnachaza. Some say that he saw a kid do a kiva veim and shulchakan and he died. And he said, Where is God? And he went off the derech. And Ikadami, some say, we know that one of the Saruge Malchus, one of the Ted Sadikim who was killed and martyred, was Chutzpes Haturgaman. Chutzpes Haturgaman, he was a Rav who would translate the Shiurim. He was killed by the Romans. And his tongue got cut out after he died, and he saw a swine, he saw a pig, like, chewing on it. And he says, the great tongue that said Torah, that's his reward. He went off the derech. A map that expressed pearls is going to lick the dust like this. He went off the derech. Right, we'll stop here, because I'll tell you why. This the next the next mice is a very long mice. It goes into the next omit. We'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow. My pleasure.